It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. What's good? Wizards fans is your host, the real Ed Oliver and Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to talk about some trade reports and rumors about Gallo and Tyus Jones. And also, we're going to do a Wizards vs. Hornets preview. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. All right, so uh, today we're going to talk about the uh, Gallo and Tyus Jones uh, trade reports and rumors. We're actually going to talk, and we're also going to talk about a report about Monumental Sports Network, and also we will finish up previewing the Wizards versus Hornets. This is the third time we played the Hornets. So a very, very familiar team, very familiar opponent tomorrow night. Um, so this is this is it's a couple of reports, rumors out here. One is from Amico Hoops. Um, this is kind of stuff that we already know. It's not anything new, honestly. He said the Wizards are expected to look to move to Danilo Gallinari per Amico Hoops. This one, I mean, that's something that we already know, basically. Uh, but I'm going to read the article. Here it says the Wizards are expected to look to move for Danilo Gallinari ahead of the February trade deadline and likely even closer to the middle of December when more players become trade eligible. Gallinari 35 was acquired this past offseason as part of the three-team trade with the Celtics and Grizzlies that sent Porzingis to Boston. He has appeared in 12 games this season, averaging eight points, three boards, shooting 50% from the field before coming to Washington. He spent time with the Hawks, Thunder, Clippers, Nuggets, and Knicks. Uh, he also goes on to say Gallinari is not the only name being mentioned when it comes to players the rebuilding Wizards could unload this season. Point guard Tyus Jones and shooting guard Landry Shamet are believed to be others, with even starting guard Jordan Poole also being viewed as an outside possibility as a trade candidate. Uh, also, the other interesting Nugget article came out from Sean Davini. He's an inside NBA insider and content editor for Heavy.com. Uh, he says that uh, it's been a year of Miami Heat trade rumors, and with the league's deal deadline coming in February, it could it could will be another three months of the same. One name that has been floated in connection with the Heat could again could gain some traction, according to executives around the NBA. Wizards guard Tyus Jones. Jones is a nine-year veteran who has played four seasons with the Timberwolves and four with the Grizzlies before he was dealt to the Wizards. He has been good for the Wizards thus far with 10 points a game. Uh, he also goes on to say he's another guy a lot of contenders are going to be watching. One Eastern Conference executive told Heavy Sports, if you're the Heat, they're looking at him when it comes time to add a guard, which I think everyone expects they'll do. He is a tough guy. He'll come, he will come off the bench. He will do whatever the role you want filled is. He is a little bit of a bulldog. Trouble is always making the money work. So uh, I know that's a long couple articles I read there, but what are your thoughts? I guess we'll start with Tyus Jones and the Miami Heat. Or just Tyus Jones being on a, on a trade block. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? And then we'll talk about Gallo. Um, I kind of, 
I agree with him, man. I think that's a really good move for Miami, man. Um, Tyus Jones shows that he can start if he needs to start, but I do think on a contender such as Miami, he's best served as a second unit. But he's played well. He's definitely played well. His assist numbers are pretty decent. Um, he's Like you said, he's averaged around 10. So we've always believed that, you know, he definitely had the most value out of all of the veteran aspiring contracts on the Wizards roster. So, yeah, I think that's a good fit, man. Now, um, what, what would I expect in return? Um, with them being a contending team, I, I don't expect a first, maybe a second. Um, Player-wise, I mean, we'll see. Uh, how the deal, the overall deal is, but I think that would be a good move for the Wizards, man, because that opens up minutes. You know, especially you'll have Delon, but you know the biggest thing now is finding minutes for Johnny Davis. Um, especially you know with Kispert on the second unit and Bilal Kulabali on the second unit. So, good move in my opinion. Yeah, if you have him, yeah, I definitely would entertain a deal to Miami with Tyus Jones. Yeah, it it would be interesting. I got to see what picks they have as well. Um, looking at their roster, of course, Tyler, Tyler Hero is Hero, Hero is injured. Uh, they do have Kyle Lowry, who is a uh, veteran who's who's actually had a decent season. Uh, they they do have Duncan Robinson, who's had a couple of games recently as well. So I, I'm just intrigued to see who they would give up. Um, I know they have Haywood Highsmith, but he's been starting for them, so I don't think they give him up. Nikola Jovic has actually been playing in the G League. So that's a young developmental player that we could get back. You know, six foot eleven, can shoot the three, can put the ball on the floor, very versatile big man, uh, slash swing forward, swing man, kind of a six eleven hybrid, uh, modern day kind of kind of player. Uh, they also have Josh Richardson. I'm not really looking for him, but just really picks in return. So you might get a second round pick. You probably get two second round picks. If Monte got a second round pick, I think Tyus Jones is a little bit better. Yeah, then Monte Morris, so maybe you get two of them, but I'm not expecting a big return like like you said as well. So just looking at their roster, I'm not sure what you would get in return. They do have Thomas Bryant on the Heat. I'm not <laughs> looking for him to come back to DC, honestly. Even though we do need another big, but that's not the type kind of type of big that I'm looking for in Thomas Bryant. Bryant. So I mean, the Heat don't really have anything attractive as far as a trade package. I mean, we know we're not going to get much for Tyus, but. You know, if you can get a pick for him, I think that's the best you're really going to get. You're, you're most likely not going to get a first-round pick. But uh, Tyus is playing well, man. He had a good game last night. He had 18 points. Yeah. You know, he's he he had one stinker where he had zero points. Uh, but other than that, you know, he's been solid. You know, he's been a good, steady Eddie guard. You know, hasn't really, you know, wowed anybody or, you know, gotten to the paint. He, the floater is working for him. The three-point shot is working for him. He's a good facilitator. He's just a really good, solid backup or a solid starter. He's going to get the job. And with the heat. And their heat culture, I think he would fit in well with them. Knock yeah. down a bunch of threes, floater, play solid defense. Not a great defender at all. Um, you know, him and Poole, that backcourt together has not been a good defensive backcourt. But I think with the heat, they probably get him to play solid defense. So, um, yeah, I think it would be a good move moving, moving him to the heat for sure. Um, or if we can get a, a different team in there with the yeah. trade, I, I think I think, I think think we could find some better teams with maybe young talent compensation possibly but uh i think the heat is 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 definitely somebody to keep in mind for sure all right um let's move on to gallo so gallo looks like they're trying to move him on a little bit earlier than what we thought you know maybe i was thinking maybe you would have to wait until the trade deadline yeah or even a buyout would happen you know so uh our guy neil delal you know he was so excited about uh gallo he said he could potentially (laughs) go for a first round pick so uh what are your thoughts on the articles about danilo gallinari uh, I don't quite see a first round pick, man. <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah. Um, but it. um, before I get on Gallo, man, uh, to kind of piggyback on um the Miami Heat a Heat deal with Tyus Jones, uh, you mentioned um Jovich, man. 
That is a guy I want in return. 6'10". I mean, he's a, he's a 6'10 forward man who is young, and I think he could have a future here, man. He's a young guy. So the, I, I would definitely entertain a second-round pick and Nikola Jovic. Absolutely. That's the guy I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, look at Orlando, that gal. And then there's another guy named Orlando Robinson. He's a young big man. He's not bad. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Hawkins, they're not going to trade him. He's playing no. really well. He's a rookie. So. <laughs> Yeah, I would entertain that deal in a heartbeat, man. Um, looking at Gallo, I don't see a first rounder, man. Um, the scoring potential is there, you know. Like I say it all the time, man. How he's been, he's always been a scorer, you know. Going back to his Nick days, the Nuggets days, even the Clippers days, he's a guy who could definitely score the ball, man. Um, but he does not move well, <laughs> you know. You could tell that he's only you know, he's in the later stages of the career, but he does have that, you know. Extending, uh, contending teams are going to want a guy off the bench who can get them back, um, bus. Uh, I can't talk tonight. Buckets. <laughs> so um he's he definitely can score. So um Fitz, I don't know. I mean, could he be included in, in maybe the deal Miami? Maybe, um, maybe, maybe a three-team deal. Um is remains to be seen right now who his suitors are. But I think that you gotta definitely entertain uh moving on from Gallo because he doesn't have a future here. And you know, you're looking at the power forward position for the second unit. Maybe you see more minutes for Patrick Baldwin Jr. Um, we'll see, but he's definitely a guy who you got to get some assets back. So, yeah, I think that you're going to see a lot of second round picks as compensation because, um, I think Kuz is probably the only guy on the roster who's a potential trade asset that who could net you a first round pick. Now, you might luck get you know, you might luck out and get one for ties. I don't see it, but yeah, I think realistically with Gallo, man, you're looking at a second round pick and maybe a really young prospect that is a G League prospect, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm with you on that too. I mean, Gallo, he's a guy that you know he, he can't really move his feet at all, man. I think it would. It's, it's, we we should be happy that we're going to get anything back for him. Yeah, know, because I, I thought we were. I thought it was going to be a buyout situation. I thought it was going to be similar to Will Barton, where you just had to buy him out because you know he can barely move his feet. He has cement feet, and you know he's he couldn't can't really guard anybody at all. He tries to rebound. He's had a couple games where he's, he's had six boards, but we've been playing him at center. And uh, that, you know, hasn't really worked out well. But offensively, he's had some good games. Yeah, 18 points against the Hornets, who we're about to play tomorrow. He had 12 against Brooklyn, 10 against Dallas. Uh, the Hornets game, he had four threes, went four for seven for the, from the three-point line. He had 16 against the Pacers, where we got blown out in the first game of the season. So he's, he's had a couple games where he's had 10 or more points, and he shot the three ball well. So I think, you know, playoff team could use him off the bench. He would still be like a 10th. 11th yeah. man on a playoff team, but you know, he can come in for about 10 15 minutes, you know, put up a couple threes. He's had he's played no more than 20 minutes a game this season, 35 years old, coming off of ACL. Uh, darn good free throw shooter, still a good three point shooter. He went six for six from the free throw line against the Pacers, uh, five for five against Brooklyn from the free throw line, four for four against Dallas. So, and he's a, he's a good veteran, he's a good leader. As well, you know, he's you know, Denny has said he's a he's been a good leader as well during uh, training camp and whatnot. So, um, yeah, if you can get a second round pick for him, I think you do it. I think that would be better than a buyout. Yeah, I agree. I agree on all points, man. I think that you know you should be blessed to be able to get any kind of assets back for him, man. <laughs> so, so you, you definitely make that move, especially if it's for a second rounder. Like I said, maybe we get a guy who's in the G League who can we can develop. So, yeah, if you get anything, it's definitely definitely a blessing, man. So. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. All right, we're gonna move on to monumental sports and a report that came about came out about them. Um, but before we do that, today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd 
to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week, all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. Uh, He has picked Jaden Ivey. He's regained a starting spot, and that's always going to be intriguing. Jaden Ivey, of course, you know, looked like he wanted out. Uh, He was out with an illness uh, in quotation marks. We don't know if he was really ill or not, but it looked like he (laughs) wanted to get traded. Now he's in the starting spot. So I understand that pick by Josh. Also, Eric Gordon with Bradley Bill remaining out. Bradley Bill is going to be out for the next couple weeks. Uh, with a back injury, Gordon has been starting and putting up solid enough fantasy numbers. All right, so Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. And eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. Also, uh, make sure you guys use that fantasy, the fantasy test from Josh Lloyd with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die. You can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED highlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever you, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items, only exclusions apply. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Also, before we get started, Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top top, top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On Plus, our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. All right, so um, let's pull up the article. The article came out about a a week ago now. The first one is... Um, from Jake Russell. I'm just going to read the uh, first part. Jake Russell goes on to say, quote, when longtime Wizards star John Wall returned to D.C. as a member of the L.A. Clippers last year, they said the broadcast was told not to air a package commemorating his time in D.C. that staffers had put together. Um, So that was interesting. And then the other article that came out about as well, about Monumental Sports, um, they also talked about the John Wall part. And um, they also said, that uh, in another instance, the broadcast was reportedly informed that it spent too much time praising the effort of Anthony Davis, who put together a 50-point performance in a Los Angeles Lakers win. Los Angeles Lakers win over the Wizards last December. So um, Zach Leontis had a quote said, "Our instruction is to talent. Our instruction to talent is to play the ball where it lies." Quote: Our fans are smart and they get it. We don't need gratuitous comments on either side of the ledger," said Zach Leontis. So. Um, also, there was neither a tribute to Wall or praising a 50-point performance scene as gratuitous. Um, this, that's what the article says as well. So, um, of course, we've had guests on from Mighty Middle Sports. We appreciate their services. Uh, definitely listen to these guys all the time. Shout out to uh, Chase Hughes for coming on, Chris Miller for coming on. Um, a couple years ago, we had the other guy who was a play-by-play announcer. I can't remember his name. He is no longer with uh, NBC Sports Washington or Mighty Middle Sports. So we've had a couple uh, guests 
from them come on. We definitely respect them. Um, they work super hard. I know it's hard yeah. for them to do this every night. But uh, what are your thoughts on the article with them handling the John Wall situation? I, I was not a fan of that. Yeah, man. Again, shout out to Chase Hughes. Been on the show. Chris Miller, my dude. Uh, Chrissy Winter Scott. Um, definitely appreciate what they do, man. Um, who? What do I say? Ah, ah, John Wall, man. He deserves better than that. Um, he put ten good years in DC where he gave everything he had. Um, he did a lot off the court. A lot off the court. He did more than most people in DC do for the people of DC as far as. You know, making sure the kids have what they need to go to school. Uh, make sure the people that live in low-income areas have meals to eat. I mean, he did a lot. He was he is still beloved in the city and always will be because he did a lot for the city. Uh, he deserved better than that, man. You know, you you gave Davis Bertans a daggone video. Uh, you can you can you 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 can do something for John Wall, man. I mean, outside of Gilbert Arenas, this was probably the best player we've had in this organization. Outside, I know the championship team, which Lord Hammers, I was born in 85, so I'm not, I don't recollect that. Um, John Wall is important. You know, you, I, so this happening kind of tells me that there's a lot behind the scenes that happened with his departure before he got traded to Houston for Russ, uh, Russell Westbrook because there was a huge falling out. Because, yeah, I get it. You know, the whole gang signs thing wasn't a good look, but, you know, Gilbert Arenas, you know, you know, he he brought a brought a gat in the locker room, and then you just you celebrate him last year. So, you know, I, I he deserves better than that. He made a mistake um too often in society, even even in sports, man. You know, people want to, you know, people make mistakes, and you know, while you don't condone the, the mistakes that people make, I'm a firm believer in second chances, man. That you don't, and you cannot sit. You know, you he deserves better than that. He deserves better than that. So I think they're wrong for that. Um, not showing, not giving <laughs> kudos to other teams. Look, at the end of the day, we're basketball fans, you know. And here's another dynamic to it. You know, look, most Wizards games were outnumbered. I mean, you hear MVP chants for other teams. So you want to change that? Okay, put put a product on the floor that people want to come out and come out look that that was playoff teams with john wall bradley bill marquee morris marshall good people came out people came out and they were excited put a product on the floor man you know that what what have we had to endure the last three or four years the bradley bill era which was a, a monumental disaster i mean it was you know you, you gotta bring people in man and you gotta you got the product on the floor counts you know you know the comment about making it a family friendly my kids don't want to watch Wizards games. They're terrified because they ain't looking too good. You got to put a product on the floor that is worth people coming out because it's not a good look when on a broadcast you hear MVP chants for players on the other team. I mean, you that that's you know they you know so that's where I'm at, man. I, I like I said, I got a lot of respect for people to work for Monumental Sports. Chris Miller, stand up fella, man, stand up, bro, man, straight up. I mean, it was cool having him on the show. Chase Hughes, good dude. Like I said, um, big fan of Chrissy Winter Scott. Just got a new um, position. Um, so got a lot of respect for him over there, man. But, you know, we we got to be honest. Yeah, he said that the fans ain't stupid. No, we ain't stupid. You know, you're not going to cheer. You're not going to go out and pay money for a product that is just, quite frankly, hard to watch. So, you know, and I get it as a rebuild, but it, it's more than just, um, you know, people are going to show up for a rebuild. But the thing is, is how these guys are playing as far as, you know, look at Jordan Poole real quick. You know, you could be in Hollywood and all that. And like, you know, not, you know, nobody caring, you know, 
uh people are smiling when you're getting blown out it's just that rubs people the wrong way and it rubs off the, the consumer man people aren't going to pay tickets to watch people smiling getting blown out by 30. so uh, you know kind of going back to john wall he deserved better e he deserved better than that because he did a lot for the city and if you really want to resonate with the fans show homage to a guy who really reached out to a community where even the local government didn't do that so you know he did more than most people do in a position to help people in dc and i'll say that you know he did a lot man um so a lot of people's kids got a lot of things they needed to go to school when other people did nothing so he deserves better than that he did a lot for the city man so that's where i'm at with him man oh yeah 100 i mean he uh went on that podcast with theo pinton and he talked about how you know things went where um, you know, they were the trade happened and, and how that transpired. And, you know, he was ready to come back. But Tommy, you know, he asked Brad, he was like, do you want to run it back? And Brad was like, I don't know. You know, and then Tommy <laughs> ended up trading them. And, you know, so he, he didn't like the way that that, ha- that that was handled because, you know, he said that Tommy told him that he wasn't going to be traded. And then he ended up getting traded for Russell Westbrook. And he basically said he found out from Russell Westbrook direct messaging him on Instagram. So, you know, he wasn't. So there, there was definitely a. Um, Wow. A bad falling out there, you know. Ted wasn't happy about the whole gang sign thing, and you know we were going the full story, and you know John was was injured, and then the whole, you know, being a rose bar stuff like that. Uh, so it didn't well, but still, I mean, like you like you said, I mean they they gave a, a tribute to Dinwiddie, Davies, Bertans. I mean we they they give tribute videos to anybody. I, I'm a big Ish Smith fan, but they give tribute videos to, to Ishmael Smith <laughs> yeah. a couple of times when he's left and come come back and been traded again. So. Uh, they give everybody a tribute video. So I think John did get one, but, you know, the broadcast trying their best not to recognize him. I thought that was disrespectful. Yeah. Things that how many, yeah. how many fans is he put in the seats? You know, if, if he was here, those Hennessy seats would definitely be filled up back in 2016, 2017 when he had that game winner against the Celtics. Uh, he did a lot for the city on and off the court. So I think he definitely deserved better for sure. But, you know, I still have a lot of respect for. Uh, people at Monumental Sports uh, get us a business, so they want to be, you know, optimistic and positive. You know, that's the angle that they're taking. You know, they're not going to just go out there and go on rants. I've seen it before, sometimes after some bad losses, but for the most part, they they try to find every positive angle, which, like I said, I get it. I respect it. That's the angle they want to take. But as far as John Watt, they definitely think they could have did a better job um, paying homage to him. Also, the Anthony Davis thing, the 50-point performance. You know, I, I get that sometimes they didn't want to, you know, hype him up. He put up 55 and, you know, so I, I get that, too. I understand you don't want to hype up the other team's opponents. But, you know, there's just times where, you know, we're getting our butts kicked. So but I, I get it. The local the local fans, they may not want to hear, you know, Joel Embiid putting up 48 and then praising him or Anthony Davis putting up 55. Uh, who else? Giannis the other yesterday oh, yeah. putting up 42 <laughs> and a whole bunch of boards and going uh, 20 for 23 from the field. So I, I get it, but I, I just, I wasn't a fan of the way that they treated John when he came back to DC for sure. I mean, I get that, man, but don't give up 50 points. I mean, it's it's, it's <laughs> like baseball, man, where the, the old heads are like, you know, now baseball, you know, guys flipping the bat after a home run or staring down home runs. It's like, you know, the old school people are like, oh, don't do that. Don't give up the home run. I mean, look, if you don't want to celebrate a dude dropping a 50 piece, then don't give up a 50 piece. I mean, it, it is what it is. Like I said, you, uh, I think a lot of people are behind the rebuild, but you is out about you do it, man. You know, you got to make certain lady got to make changes and you got to really. And I think they did that with the front office. You know, you brought in a really good front office, man. But, you know, you want to resonate with the fans. You honor John Wall. That's all I got to say. You honor John Wall because he did a lot. He did a lot for the city, man. 
lot on the court, man. I mean, it was fun to watch these teams. You know, when they finally built this team up to a playoff team, it was fun to watch. And, you know, repeatedly he signed to stay in D.C. He could have went elsewhere. And I get it. You know, a lot of people weren't fan of, the, the, you know, the Supermax. And I get that. But, no, he deserves better than a video and not saying anything about what he did. I mean, that, that's cold. So, 110%. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the preview for tomorrow night against the Hornets. Before we do that, we have a quick word from Brandon. Yes, sir. Tonight's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money buy, money line bet. That's right, $150. If your team wins, though, if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to do it than right now. Because the app is easy, super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over and unders, parlays, and more so visit fanduel.com slash locked on nba and kick off the nfl season fanduel the official partner of the national football the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. League. And Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On Plus, our national sports covering Every league. So go to Locked On Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 Screaming channel. All right. Yes, sir. All right. So they played the Hornets again for the third time. Last time we played them, Mark Williams had 20 points, 20 boards. <laughs> he had a Moses Malone, Shaquille O'Neal, Wilt Chamberlain, George Mikan, uh, any big man uh, that you name it, David Robinson, he had an admiral type of performance against the Washington Wizards, had 10 board, had a double-double before halftime. I mean, that's that's just telling right there. He dominated. LaMelo Ball had a good game. Gordon Hayward had about 25, 27 points. Um, now they have additions to the team. Miles Bridges came back off of suspension. Uh, so they they are almost fully healthy. T- Terry Rozier is really the only guy that's out. Other than that, they're, they're a pretty healthy team right now. They just – Lost to the Celtics. Actually, I'm sorry. They just beat the Celtics um, in an in a upset victory, basically. Uh, they beat the Celtics yesterday. Let me put the box score from that game. Um, and they went to overtime, 118 to uh, 121. And Miles Bridges actually hit the, uh, the, the go-ahead basket to win that game. Now, they did give up 45 points. To Jason Tatum, but LaMelo Ball ended up with 36. Gordon A. Hayward had 20. Mark Williams had 18 points and 16 boards. Miles Bridges had 15 boards, uh, which is insane. Uh, P.J. Washington had 15 points. So uh, Brandon Miller only had nine, but Brandon Miller has had a couple of good games this season as well. So um, what are your thoughts on the, the Hornets and um, what are your keys to you know development or we'll even say victories? Woo, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there, there we go. <laughs> I mean, looking at it, man, um, I think, I mean, 
it's a winnable game. We played them tough mm-hmm. uh, both times. You know, we got the dub in in, uh, in Charlotte, and we had the dub going in seven minutes in the fourth quarter. So, and then we know how we are in fourth quarters. But I mean, it's a winnable game. They kind of where we are. You know, we you know they got young guys that are developing, and Brandon Miller. Uh, they got vets that they want to move on from, like Jordan Hayward. Um, but here's the thing, man. You know, one one thing I'm looking at is rebounding. I mean, if you want to have a chance with anybody in this league, we've got to rebound. And we've shown that we are abysmal at rebounding. So, I mean, you best believe Mark Williams. I mean, you know, Nick Richards, you know, you got guys who, again, you know, you, you mentioned it. You know, Miles Bridges, um, P.J. Washington. These guys can rebound at a high level. So, rebounding is something that I want to see more energy in the paint. Defending and rebounding. Stop extending possessions for other teams. You know, st- prevent a lot of these second chance points, man. So rebounding is a key. Uh, looking at development, I'm obviously, you know, as far as the third or maybe fourth score, because Tyus Jones has been kind of stepping up as far as the scoring department. Denny, obviously, is a guy I'm looking at to be that that the security blanket. If we have, you know, an off night from Kuzma or Jordan Poole, I definitely want to see Denny and Corey Kispert get their shots up, man. I'm definitely, you know, as far as Denny not being hesitant with three-point, Definitely, you got to look, take it. Uh, Bilal, I think this is a big matchup, man. You know, looking at, especially in the battle of the benches, man. Bilal is very often not our best bench player. I want to see him leash, man. I want to see him more aggressive driving the lane, try to draw more fouls. But um, been very impressed with Bilal. You know, he's been playing good basketball. His shot's coming along. So I definitely see this as a game for Bilal to kind of showcase what he can do on the second unit. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, Giannis said a lot of good things about Bilal last night as well. Damian Lillard, they said he's not scared of the moment. He looks uh, like he's not afraid. He looks a lot – he has a lot of confidence. So they they said a lot of good – I don't have the quote up in front of me, but I know uh, Giannis and Dame Lillard said a lot of good things about uh, about, uh, Bilal Kulabali. So that's awesome to hear from two um, huge stars, all-NBA, all-stars, future Hall of Fame players, giving Bilal a lot of credit. So that, that speaks a lot of volumes right there. Um, huge thing you brought up is rebounding. Looking at the Hornets, just some stats. Their offensive rebounding percentage, they're sixth in the NBA. That's probably probably because of Mark Williams. They have some guys that will really crash the boards. Miles Bridges, 15 boards. Uh, Mark Williams, 16 boards. P.J. Washington is a good rebounder. So that just shows some of the numbers that they did last night against the Celtics. Uh, now, they do give up a, a good amount of points. Uh, looking at the defensive rating, they are 30th in defensive rating. I want to say that's dead last in the NBA. So they basically are the worst uh, defensive league in the team. They're 27th in points allowed per game. So this could be another high-scoring game. Kuz is going to have to get downhill again. It's going to be an uh, interesting matchup of him going against Miles Bridges. But Kuz had 33 that first time we beat them. Uh, can this be a better game? Another Can Jordan Poole continue scoring and getting to the basket? Did he shoot the ball well? No, but he took he took some okay shots. The shot selection was iffy and whatnot, but the shot started to fall. He started to get to the basket more. It looked like he took the game a little bit more serious, and even though he did that thing where he was walking the ball up. A lot of people made fun of him on that uh, <laughs> on social media, but this it looked like he was more engaged. He was more locked in. Can he do that again against another Bad defensive team. The Bucks are a bad defensive team. Can he keep it up? Um, Denny keep being aggressive. You brought up Denny as well. Um, Johnny Davis, is he going to get playing time? Most likely not. He might get five minutes. We'll see here and there. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just continue again to the basket. Rebound is going to be the tail of the tape here. If they can't rebound, then Mark Williams is going to have another big game. Miles Bridges is going to dominate. Gordon Hayward can get, will get to the basket with second-chance opportunities. LaMelo Ball, you know, he's a great facilitator. He's been hot, too. 
So it's going to be an intriguing matchup again for Tyus Jones, Jordan Poole, just trying to stay in front of LaMelo Ball. Once again, it's going to be a high-scoring game, but it's going to come down to rebound and getting stops. And uh, just ball movement, ball movement, yeah. ball movement, ball movement. And can Gafford uh, – you know, this is a game where Gafford did a good job against Mark, against Mark as far as, like, blocking. He had a couple block shots against Mark Williams, but this is a game where Gaff, you know, you're going to have to step up and really take some pride. You know, I know yeah. – He's not going to stop Mark Williams, but at the same time, no. Just this is a game where Gafford should be like, "Hey, this guy got twenty boards. I cannot yeah. let that happen again. I yeah. cannot let him get any offensive boards. I'm gonna make it a point that I'm gonna box him out. I'm gonna stay out of foul trouble. I'm gonna put a, a body on him. I'm gonna be physical, and he's not getting any more than eight boards. So that's what if I was coaching Gaff, this is what I would say to him. It may not happen, but at least make that the goal. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, Gaff, <laughs> Gaff's got a lot of proof, man. I mean, because dude put, dude got 20 plus rebounds on you. Mm-hmm. So you better believe that he, you know, he's got to have some fire in him, man. Because, um, you know, like I said, um, to a certain degree, everybody on this roster is playing for a job, is playing to be a, a piece of this team going forward. And Gaff, you know, everybody, you know, he's got to step it up because a lot of people think, you know, he's relegated to being the backup, which, you know, obviously this season he's going to be primary center man but i think he's got a lot to prove man and he definitely this is i think this is a game where he can have a step that you know he can step it up a little bit because again somebody gets i mean think about it what is the biggest function of a center outside of defending the paint is rebounding so when you have an opposing center drop 20 plus rebounds man you know that you best believe you better have a fire underneath him so yeah I, you know i definitely want to see gaff step it up this game man but i think it's a winnable game um we played them tough both both games we beat them in charlotte and we had a league in seven minutes left um at cap one man so i definitely think it's a winnable game so mm-hmm. I, I think it's a winnable game too it is in charlotte if i'm not mistaken so you know we we actually you know we beat them in charlotte last time we played them so it's gonna be a tall task it's gonna be an up and down game very high scoring Kuz jordan Poole, they just have to lock in same thing with yeah. west if they actually want to win the game he's got a you know, keep guys in that are, are playing winning basketball. And I know, you know, that third quarter has been huge for West Central Jr. throughout his career. So that's going to be huge. Um, Corey Kessler's got knockdown shots, obviously. And uh, we'll see what Shemette does off, off the, coming off the bench. Can he get his trade value up? Same thing with Gallo. Yeah. Uh, Tyus Jones, all those guys can get the, can they get their trade value up as well. And uh, Blau, just keep doing what he's doing, running the floor, finishing strong, knocking down that wide open three. So, um, but my prediction, I got us losing by, I think it's going to be a close game again. I got us losing by five. Oh man, um, I guess I'll be the optimist. Um, we'll win by five. What's okay. up? <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. You heard it here from Brandon. The Wizards winning tomorrow night by five. All <laughs> right. So we just want to make sure. Uh, thank you. We want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. Every day, just make sure that you check it out. Locked On has launched their first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube lots of sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel make sure you guys hit the notification bell and subscribe hell to the wizards peace hey prime members You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.